You're listening to the Typical Trends Podcast, where we talk about all things mental health, body image, inclusivity, and making conversations around these topics more typical to have. It's the best time of my day when I get to talk to myself. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I have coffee in me. Let's fucking go. I talked about in my class on, I think, Wednesday, I think it was, or Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday. I talked about in my class the topic of rock bottom. And I don't think I'm a believer in rock bottom. I really don't think I am. Um, I don't know about you, but I think that there is always something below what you think is the bottom. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense, but if you've been through anything traumatic or that you have depression or you have anxiety or you whatever, I feel like there's always another step to it. So I don't think rock bottom's a thing, but... Let's talk about it. Unpopular opinion, because I feel like most of the things that I'm going to say on here are probably an unpopular opinion, and you're all going to hate me. No, I'm kidding. Um, Yeah, I don't think rock bottom's a thing. I... I think it's important to kind of talk about the concept of what rock bottom means and what it's supposed to represent, but I truly don't think that I would use the term rock bottom in the way that it's supposed to be used. To me, rock bottom thinks you're at your lowest, everything is the worst it could possibly be, and when you hit rock bottom, that's either where you give up or that's where you realize change has to be made. Um, I don't know what the actual, actually, I have a computer right in front of me. Let's see, if I look up definition of rock bottom, for some reason my computer's all in caps, so it looks like I'm like, definition of rock bottom! Okay, so if you look up the definition of rock bottom, it says at the lowest possible level. Um, what does it mean to get rock-bottomed? That sounds wrong. Noun, rock-bottom, plural noun, rock-bottoms. The lowest possible level. Morale is at a rock-bottom. Um, let's see, definition of rock-bottom in terms of mental health. If I can spell this, it'd be so much easier. Okay. In actuality, rock bottom is a concept that means something different to each and every addict. Oh, okay, just for an addict. Generally, rock bottom refers to a time or an event in life that causes an addict to reach the lowest possible point in their disease. It is a time when a person feels like things cannot get any worse for them. Okay, well, I don't agree that it just relates to addicts, but let's keep looking. What does mental, what does mental rock bottom mean? The phase rock bottom is a term commonly thrown around to describe the lowest point of a person's life. 
It's been thrown around flippantly, never heard of that, as a joke, and it's been used to describe the seriousness of addiction or one's mental state. Again, what is with the relation to addiction? You can hit rock bottom and not be addicted to something. What does it mean to hit rock bottom in life? To be in a hopeless or difficult situation which makes you feel very depressed. Okay. When my girlfriend asked me to move out of our flat and end a relationship, I hit rock bottom. Sorry. Um, yeah, um, so this is why I don't like the term rock bottom, <laughs> rock bottom. Um, I consider rock bottom to be very interchangeable with, um, oh, see, now I'm going to go brain dead because I got thrown off. What do I say is interchangeable with? Rock bottom is interchangeable with breaking point in my mind. And I think that that's interchangeable because to me, I hear rock bottom and I think, okay, well, rock bottom for me is different than rock bottom for you and different for you and different for you and you and you and you and you. So how can one term encompass what it means to be at that low of a place? I don't think it has to be with just addicts either. I don't think rock bottom is something that's just applicable to somebody who's going through addiction and they've hit the rock bottom of, you know, whatever it may be, something that happened because of their addiction. If they almost maybe committed suicide accidentally because of their addiction, if that made them have suicidal ideations, whatever it may be. But to me, that term doesn't encompass what those feelings are like. And I don't think it's a term that's universal for everybody that may be feeling that way. And that's why I don't think it's a good way to define those feelings. We'll put it that way. So I had a good amount of people respond to, well, first I put up the stickers asking about, do you think rock bottom is a thing? And then I forgot to check it. So I had to put it up again because <laughs> I'm really good at this whole like social media thing. Um, but I had asked people to respond to the sticker thing that I put on my story, and I asked, do you believe in the idea of rock bottom? I honestly would say it's about a 50-50 as far as the responses, which I kind of expected. But a lot of people, you know, went on to elaborate, and by their elaboration, it seemed like they didn't really necessarily believe in the idea of rock bottom. I think a lot of people think that they understand the concept of what rock bottom is to themselves, but then realize it is kind of more leaning towards breaking point than it is necessarily that rock bottom. So I want to talk about my view on all of this. Again, I'm not a professional. I'm not here for you to listen and then go and do this. I'm just going to speak on my opinion about it. And for me, what I feel when I felt like I hit my breaking point or my rock bottom, what it was that I did to get myself out of that. Because whatever you call it, the feelings are the same, and I still think either way, if I'm going to get on here and I'm going to talk about it, I might as well get into what I think is the best way to deal with those feelings of feeling like you've hit that rock bottom or that breaking point. Because I feel like everybody gets to that point, Again, some is going to be more severe than others, but I feel like I want to speak about this because I think it's important if you are going to put things out into the universe and share with other people 
the point that you're at and how you're feeling, I think it's important to be aware of the strength that some of the words carry. And something like rock bottom, in my opinion, sounds a lot more intense and a lot more heavy than breaking point. But that just may be because of the way that I look at them. So I want to talk about the importance of how to select the words that may be best to describe the way that you're feeling, what rock bottom or breaking point could possibly look like, and then how we can work through those feelings of feeling like we're at that low, low, low point or the point that we feel like we're just going to lose it. So we did the research on the definition of rock bottom. Let's do the definition of breaking point. Definition of breaking point, of breaking and entering, okay. Definition of breaking point in mental health. Oh, methyl, methyl. Okay, in human psychology, the breaking point is a moment of stress in which a person breaks down or a situation becomes critical. The intensity of the environmental stress necessary to bring this about varies from individual to individual. So already, I feel like I personally resonate more with the idea of a breaking point over rock bottom. What does a breaking point feel like? Oh, gosh. Um... I'm just going to preface this with, if you feel like you're at the breaking point, don't Google and ask Google what a breaking point feels like, because what it feels like to you is not going to be the same as it feels like to me. Um, Okay, what does a breaking point feel like? Let's just entertain this anyway. Emotional breaking point. Speaking of emotional well-being, you may also experience some mood changes. For example, you snap more easily and get frustrated over the smallest things, or you withdraw completely, nothing having any effect on you. Both instances showcase that you can't control your emotions. Okay, that didn't help me at all. How do I reach my mental breaking point? Are you trying to reach your mental breaking point? Okay, here's 10 steps for surviving tough emotional moments. We've all been there. That is number one. Number one is we've all been there. Okay. Give yourself a break is number two. Number three is practice aloud. Number four is understand your emotional triggers. Number five is, but be ready for surprises. Number six is be careful with eye contact. Number seven is tune into your body. And number eight is breathe, breathe, breathe. Okay, well, they told me there's 10, so let me open up the rest of this. (sighs) Good Lord, this is why people should not go to Dr. Google. Oh, but be ready for surprises. I love that one. Okay, number eight, relax your muscles. Nine is pause when needed. And ten is don't over-apologize. See, I don't understand what this has to do with reaching my breaking point, okay? So we're not even going to entertain this any longer. What is a breaking point and its causes? How do I know if I'm at my breaking point? Why do people have a breaking point? What is a synonym for breaking point? Oh, I wonder if it's rock bottom. No. It's water shed, milestone, crossroads, the moment of truth is in bold, or the point of no return. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, good Lord. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, don't even pay attention to that stuff. Um, (laughs) 
Well, I don't even know what I was going to talk about now because that just really, that just really uh, did it for me. Um, there's some interesting questions up here on here that come up when you look up the definition of breaking point in mental health terms. And I think it's important first to touch on what the signs of a mental break are. I personally, I don't know if I like either of these terms, but when it comes to rock bottom or using the term breaking point, I like breaking point better. Again, it's my opinion. If you don't agree with it, that's fine. I personally feel like I just resonate more with breaking point. Um, so what are the signs of a mental break? Uh, here they have listed hopelessness, thoughts of suicide, sense of worthlessness, unable to sleep, lack of appetite, inability to focus, and severe disappointment with their life. I agree with that. But I want to talk about what a breaking point and what a rock bottom look like for me. So I have, I've touched upon in here, or I don't know if I've touched upon or just fully said um, that I've dealt with an eating disorder for a good amount of years, probably about six years now. Um, and I was also in a very toxic relationship before the relationship that I'm in now. And... I have depression and I have anxiety and I have severe body dysmorphia. So I'm just a little fucked up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but I got a lot going on. I have a lot of thoughts in this head of mine. And for me, I consider my breaking point to be when all of those thoughts don't settle down and they seem to be defeating me. And I start to feel like those thoughts are right. And there's no point of me trying to prove them wrong. That to me is my breaking point. That to me says I am in a bad enough place. I am not stable enough that I'm letting these negative thoughts be the driver in my head. And that's that. So there's two different kind of parts of your mind. I'll put it that way. You have... The driver, which is, okay, this is what I'm listening to, this is what I'm doing, this is what's right, there's nothing else that can show me that it's not right. There's that really headstrong part that is like, okay, 100%, this is true, this is how it is, there's no way that I should be thinking anything other than this way. Then you have the other side of it where you have all these thoughts in your head and you can't figure out what's true and what's not and that's the overwhelming piece is I'm thinking this but is it true okay if that's so then why is this and this and like and you question everything so you have the opposite sides of an extreme different way that your thoughts resonate in your head for me when I'm at my breaking point or my rock bottom I think of it being the driving towards the thoughts are 100% right and there's no way that the way that I'm feeling isn't right and I think that you know I am ugly I think that I am overweight I think that I'm never going to lose weight and I'm always going to be this way that that mindset is what I think leads me to that breaking point I think when I'm in the mindset that those other thoughts and my head is is questioning those negative thoughts is the better way for me to be because the questioning of those thoughts is what gets me to do something differently, if that makes any sense. I feel like the more that I question those negative thoughts in my head, 
the more I am battling with the fact that I know this may not be true versus not questioning how this couldn't be true. So for me, what does that breaking point or rock bottom look like? For me, I was at a couple different points in my life where I felt like I hit that breaking point or rock bottom. There was, you know, a while ago when I was at the point where I felt like me being on this earth was doing more harm than good to the people that I was on this earth with. When I felt like I was never happy, when I felt like I didn't understand why I was being treated the way that I was from people around me and the people that I thought were supposed to love me, like my relationship and stuff like that, it's, it was for me, that was my breaking point. When it got so overwhelming to me that it felt like I constantly was fighting for the love that I was looking for from the people that I thought, why would I ever have to fight for love from? And to me, if you're ever at the point where you are contemplating something as severe as suicide or you have those suicidal ideations, that I would consider to be a breaking point or a rock bottom. I don't see how it really gets lower than that. So I would say if you've ever been in that situation, that you have also experienced your breaking point or experienced rock bottom. You know, as I grew up and whatever else, I had the toxic relationship. I, we've touched upon stuff with friends and whatever else. I got to a point where I was in such a low place with myself and those relationships that for me, being in a relationship, regardless of how toxic it was to me, was better than not being in one at all. Because at least at the end of the day, I had somebody who I could talk to and that, you know, cared about me in quotation marks and whatever else. Because when it was good, it was good, you know? And then a lot happened with that, which that needs this whole own episode. Um, And I thought after that, that I had again hit a breaking point. Because to me, that time, a breaking point was not being able to stop crying. It was living in fear. It was living in shock. It was feeling like my relationship with my parents had changed because of what I had put myself through. It was a lot of new feelings and things that I've never experienced before. And the overwhelming feelings of it all, to me, felt like I was going to break. And then I would say my most recent was just when I got to a point that, you know, all those negative thoughts were the only thoughts in my head and I felt like they were all right. I felt like I had gained so much weight. I didn't know how my boyfriend even found me attractive. I was purposely going to the bathroom to get changed because I didn't want to get changed in front of him I 
you know, I couldn't stand the way I looked in pictures because my face was fat and this looked weird. And I, I got to the point where, like, I, like, literally didn't want anybody to see me. I only wore oversized things. I didn't dare wear anything that was tight. I wore the big things over top. It was just, I felt so vulnerable being around other people. And I felt like all that anybody saw was me and how horrible I looked compared to how I used to. Um, again, I'm, I'm in school, so I can't really work as much and money gets tight. Um, it was a lot, it was a lot of things that had piled up. It was, I didn't have enough money for this and I'm basically broke. I owe this person money and this, and I hate myself and I can't look in the mirror, but what's the point of trying? Cause I know it's not going to help. And I did this last time by not eating and throwing up everything I ate. And I can't do that now because I did damage to myself. And I, I, you know, I talk about wanting to make a lifestyle change and that's not a lifestyle change. And it, it just, there, it seemed like there was no right answers and I just gave up. I, I wasn't getting out of bed until two o'clock in the afternoon. I was barely eating anything. I was falling behind with stuff I had to finish. I had no motivation to do anything. And again, breaking point doesn't need to be like, oh, I had one huge breakdown or I tried this or whatever. It doesn't have to be one simple action that's called that breaking point or that physical hitting that rock bottom or mentally hitting that rock bottom, it can be a slow process on the way down. And the last time I would say I was at my breaking point, it was a very slow progression into that breaking point mentality. But I heard something, and I also think I read it in one of the books that I've been reading. Um, I I have a lot of things, actually, from this book that I've been reading. It's called Untamed by Glennon Doyle. And... I don't know if it's from that book or if I heard it somewhere else, but I heard somewhere that we as a society have to stop saying that we are broken. Because broken means, you know, and again, it means something different to everybody. But we have to stop saying that we're broken. Because broken means unable to be fixed. It means it's broken, it fell apart, it doesn't work anymore, and you fucking throw it in the trash, and that's that. But a human being physically cannot mentally be broken. Your mental being can't be broken. So if you're sitting there and you're listening to this and you think that you're broken... I've thought that I've been broken, but I'm still here. (laughs) So the next time that you think that you are broken, change those words with, I'm working on it. Because you're not broken. And if you're listening to this to get some sort of help, if you're going to therapy if you're changing your routines, if you're doing something to help yourself, you're not broken. And you telling yourself that you are is not going to help you at all. You're not broken.
So I guess going off that, the reason why I feel like I resonate with the term of breaking point over rock bottom is because of the fact that while you physically cannot be broken and people can't be broken, I do believe that you feel you can get to the point in which you feel like you're breaking. Meaning that you are getting weaker. Again, when something breaks, let me just put a visual in your head. When your nail breaks, all my all my girlies or all my boys out there or all my non-binary queens that get their nails done. You ever get those acrylic tips and that shit breaks a little, you get a little crack in there and you're like, oh god, it's getting a little loose, might break off. You know, it's getting a little bit looser. You can kind of move it around a little bit. It's not as strong as it was. Yes, I'm saying compare yourself to an acrylic now. Just just stick with me. Ride this out with me, please. Entertain it with me. You break your little acrylic nail. You get a little crack in it. It's getting a little looser. It's not as strong as it was. And then you decide to break it off. If you look at that nail... Did your entire nail come off? Is your entire nail broken? Your real nail under that acrylic nail, did your entire nail come off? Is your entire nail broken? If it is, then you need to check yourself. But in all the times that I have broken my acrylic nails, it's always been that little piece that breaks off. Then, you know, you're wrapped with a Band-Aid or you finish taking off the acrylic and you're just left with your ugly little nail. But it's not gone. It's not broken. Your real nail is not broken. That's what I want you to think of the next time that you think you are at your rock bottom or you're at your breaking point. Yeah, you might have broken a little piece off of that. It may hurt like hell. But it can be fixed. And you didn't lose everything. You didn't lose everything. Your nail is still there. It may look a little beat up. It may look crusty as hell. But it's still there. All you got to do is put a little polish on it or run to the nail salon, get it redone. And then you wait till it happens the next time. Depending on what you do, it will happen again sooner. Or you'll go a long time without it happening. That, to me, is the way I look at a breaking point. I told myself that this was going to be a shorter episode than typically, um, but we are at about 26 minutes, which is uh, not much shorter than (laughs) the other episodes that I make, so never mind about that, but um, I, I know that there is a lot of you know, stuff that you can hear on online and and what you read and whatever else it may be. But if there's one takeaway from what has been talked about this episode, I want you guys to remember that your experiences with your mental health are your own. Everybody has their own things that trigger a breaking point or that trigger their version of a rock bottom. Everybody feels things differently and goes through things differently And if you ever are struggling with trying to put into words those feelings or trying to deal with those feelings, 
please do not consult with Dr. Google. Please do not. Please look into going to a therapist or other alternatives, but just just know that regardless of what Google search that you do, you're never truly going to get your answers. And if you do read something and you're like, oh, that makes sense. Okay, I'll just do that. You can do that, but the odds of it actually helping you and being specific to your needs is not very likely. Again, you Googling, let's say, if I was to Google, let me adjust myself a little bit. If I was to Google, how do I get over depression? Okay. Uh, well, first thing that pops up is to skip the psychiatrist's office and just get your medication sent right to you. Please don't ever do that. Um, I, this is from a stand-up dude. I don't know what that means. Um, everything is about finding sources. SAMHSA's National Helpline. Oh, okay, this is interesting. How to fight depression naturally. Okay. Small steps, big impact. I agree. Number one, meet yourself where you are. Okay. See, the problem that I have with a lot of these things is I understand why things want to make it very well known that things like reaching your, like the whole thing I read before about, like, we've all been there. Like that doesn't help anybody. And saying that depression is common and saying that it happens to a lot of people, it's not helpful. It may help you for a second and think that like, oh, it's not just me, but like, what does that do to help your feelings? That's, that's why I don't like that. Um, meet yourself where you are. I agree with that. Um, now this is specifically about depression, but if we're going to talk about depression and dealing with feelings of hitting your breaking point or rock bottom, meeting yourself where you are is very important because again, you don't want to make yourself feel like you're not as far as you should be or that you're in a worse spot than you are. You want to make sure that you are aware of where you're at and how you're feeling. So meeting yourself where you are is very important. Number two, it says, if you're up for exercise, consider a walk around the block. Okay. Um, see, this would not be something I would recommend to somebody if they're depressed about the way that they look or weight. Because in a lot of cases, the last person, the last thing that a person feeling like that would really want to do is get up and go exercise if they don't have the motivation to exercise. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... So... That's why I just say be careful when you look up things if this is what you want to do first before trying to go to speak to somebody. Um, just take these things with a grain of salt, please. Um, yes, exercise and physical activity uh, has been shown to lower some symptoms of depression and boost your energy levels, but sometimes boosting your energy if all you have is negative energy is not the greatest thing. Number three, know that today isn't indicative of tomorrow. I agree with that. Again, if you're going to go on waking up every morning and already think that tomorrow is going to be the same exact way and it's going to suck just as much as today, that's not going to do anything for you. 
Um, they recommend journaling or keeping a mood diary. I think that's good too. Uh, give yourself the grace to accept that while some days are difficult, some days will also be less difficult. I agree with that as well. Number four says assess the parts instead of generalizing the whole. I agree with that a lot, and I feel like that leads to a lot of when people get caught up at this whole breaking point is because I feel like a breaking point or a rock bottom happens when overwhelming feelings are present. So, again, like I talked about in previous episodes, lay everything out for yourself, look at what the issues are, and look at how you can solve those issues. Like, for me, when I was dealing with my credit card stuff, um, the, the advice that I was given was fully pay off the lowest one first so that you feel like you're at least accomplishing something and you're checking things off the list, not continue to chip away at the biggest one and then not make progress on the other ones. So relate that to the situations that you're going through or the things that may be overwhelming you. Number five, do the opposite of what the depression voice suggests. Okay, I agree, but it's not that easy. Um, yeah, I'm just going to skip over that. Uh, set attainable goals. Absolutely. Don't think that, you know, if you're in a, in a bout of depression and you were like me that you want to lay in bed until two o'clock in the afternoon because you didn't have work that day and you felt like there was no reason for you to have to get out of bed. Um, you know, if I was to get out of bed at two o'clock in the afternoon and I have to be somewhere at four o'clock, but I want to get things done, I probably shouldn't take on the task of cleaning my entire house or doing everything, you know, every like large project that could be done. I could start with just making the bed. I can start with just picking my clothes up off the floor. I can start with just emptying the dishwasher. Like, do little things like that. Don't overwhelm yourself with thinking about all the things that have to be done and thinking and taking on a large project and think that'll fix your problems. Because if you don't finish that, it's going to make you feel like you still have not accomplished anything. So start with little things. And set those little obtainable goals because those will make you feel like you're making progress without overwhelming you about not finishing them. Um, reward your efforts is number seven, 100%. Um, how do you reward yourself? Um, again, if you're trying to lose weight, I wouldn't really recommend rewarding yourself with eating a cake. Um, I think you can reward yourself in the sense of, you know, you can sit and watch TV for a little bit stuff like that. Um, even just being able to write a physical list of things that have to get done and checking them off, physically checking things off and seeing that visual, you know, representation of things actually getting done has been found to really help people. So maybe doing something like that could be beneficial for you. Uh, number eight says you may find it helpful to create a routine. Absolutely. But again, don't make your routine unattainable and don't have too much structure to it because again, if something happens that disrupts that routine, it may set you off. And if you're not going to set yourself up to do things that are easily attainable, you're automatically just going to set yourself up for failure and that's not going to help your feelings. So again, start with things that are small, start with things that, you know, are typical, like every day, like you wake up and you take your, like for me, I started off with like being consistent with taking my medication in the morning. It doesn't take a lot of effort. I put it right next to my bed, but it's something I can say I've taken my medicine every single day this week. Little things like that. Do something you enjoy. Again, um, you may feel fatigued if you're dealing with, you know, I'm looking specifically for depression right now, but if you're feeling fatigued um, and you're not motivated, at least you can find some joy in doing things that you like to do. Again, once you finish a couple of small little things and that's physically checkmarked off of your list, go ahead and do something that you like to do. Listening to music is a good thing. 
Um, I feel like they should have just included that under something you enjoy. Um, spend time in nature, again, something you enjoy. Uh, getting outside is good for you. The sunlight does have really good benefits for you. Um, spend time with loved ones, again. Um, using writing or journaling to express your feelings. Uh, I also agree with that. And also, again, writing that physical list thing, I will always, always, always put pressure on the fact that I really do think that writing out lists is something good. Do I think I get a little borderline OCD crazy with it? Sometimes yes, when it comes to packing, but my daily lists are very general and just a way for me to be able to physically check mark something off. It makes me feel better. Um, I even have an app on my phone. Let me see what it's called. It's called Done. And you literally punch in the things that you want to do every day. And uh, like for me, I have take my medicines, uh, supplements, twice a day. Write an affirmation. Tim and I write affirmations every morning. Uh, eat breakfast because I've been trying to get into the routine of making sure I eat breakfast because I typically skip breakfast. Um, get around 10,000 steps because that's typically the daily step goal. Burn around 500 calories. Make a post for my business and either journal or read. So again, very attainable things that I can do. Um, and it helps me to physically be able to check off something. So if you feel the same way as me, try doing that and see if it helps you. Um, as well as being able to get into the, again, I don't want to say the regimen of adding writing or journaling because for some people that's not obtainable or it's not something that you like to do. If you've never done it before, give it a try. If you try it and you realize you don't like it, you don't have to do it. It's not like if you don't do it, you're not going to make progress. Um, try something new entirely. I don't know if I agree with that because that may be overwhelming. Um, practicing gratitude, doing affirmations is a great way to incorporate seeing some type of positivity in your day, especially when you may be struggling. Meditation, assess your diet, limit drugs and alcohol. Again, if you do use drugs and alcohol, maybe evaluate the reasons why you're using them. Are you using them to sleep? Are you using them to numb yourself. Um, if you are drinking, how much are you drinking? Why are you drinking? That kind of stuff. Uh, getting enough sleep, accepting the validity of your emotions. I a hundred percent agree with this. Um, again, regardless of what situation you're in, whether somebody did something to you that they meant to or not, you are always entitled to the way that you feel and the way that somebody makes you feel. So, always realize that your emotions are valid and just because you may be struggling with them doesn't mean that they're not valid. And lastly, we have consider clinical treatment. So ultimately, if none of those things work, uh, go to therapy is basically the conclusion of that. So, all right, overall, doesn't matter what you call it, whether you consider it to be breaking point, you can consider it to be rock bottom, uh, I hope that there was some things that I discussed in here that could be of benefit to you guys if you are feeling those ways. Um, again, breaking point, rock bottom, does not mean that you are broken. Doesn't mean that you're broken. You cannot be broken. You can break a bone, but your whole body's not broken. You can break a nail, but it's not like your whole entire nail is broken. I hope that I have provided some helpful things to you guys. Again, using stuff like the internet and that kind of stuff is a great resource to use in aiding along with 
doing the work with a therapist or if you choose to do it in another way. But again, please remember if you're just going to read something online that it is typically going to be for the general population. It will not be specific to you. So the odds of it working are not as likely as it would be if you did go to therapy. Um, same thing with the things that I talk about on here. Just because I say to you, I went through this and this is how I did it and you may relate doesn't mean that it is going to be the way for you to work through it, even though it may have been the way for me. Um, and just, you know, again, there's nothing wrong with asking for help at all. Um, I know it can be scary when you get to the point that you feel like you're about to break, um, but there's always a way and there's always somebody there to help you. So if you ever feel like you want to talk about it, my DMs are always open. Again, I'll give you the best advice that I can. It is not professional advice, um, but I'm always here if you guys need it. So as always, thanks again for listening, and I'll see you guys in the next one. <laughs>